Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whether you're in North or South Carolina or anywhere else in the world, enter the Cat Cave with Michael Davis and Ryan Frick to listen to your favorite Carolina Panthers podcast, a part of the Keep Pound Podcast Network and powered by the Fans First Sports Network, the same thing that brings you the Believe in Panthers podcast with Desmond Johnson, Jonathan Stewart, Skylar Callahan, and the same place that brings you Embrace Debate. Ryan, how are you doing? I feel like that theme just gets better and better after each week we're here. It does, and uh, I'm on a high uh, because off the air I was able to, to sort of pull up some stat lines to show you that a, a certain quarterback has, has got better stats through three seasons uh, than one Dak Prescott. So, uh Justin Herbert earned himself a contract this week, and and I'm more proud. You know, congratulations to him because he earned his his contract after after a three year career that started off with fourteen thousand passing yards and almost a hundred passing touchdowns. Herbert earned himself a new contract. So off topic from the Panthers, but but great stuff there and, and well deserved out west. Way off topic about the Panthers, but yeah, Ryan, Ryan's like gloating like he won a backstage argument. He really I know didn't. I did. He really didn't. Cause like, Just listen, the whole Michael, Michael Jack is like, oh, he can't win a playoff game. Justin Herbert's been in one playoff game his entire career, and he's zero and one. And so, first of why, all, he, why do quarterbacks? Why do quarterbacks in Dallas have to live up to the standard of you got to win a Super Bowl or you're a terrible quarterback? Prescott's guys been in the league like twice Herbert as long. Prescott's been in the, long, in the league twice as long. How many playoff wins does he have? Yes, he two. Two, two playoff wins in like eight years. He's two and four. Dak and, and Herbert's been in the year in the league three years. And he's 0 and 1. That doesn't three years. He's he's blowing he's blowing your guy out the water, man. Herbert, you went to social media to tell people that his contract wasn't worth it and that he was overrated. Hey, and Dak Prescott signed one of the most lucrative contracts of all quarterbacks to ever get one. And he doesn't have the numbers that Herbert has through three years. So well, that's let's, let's yeah. That's the, game. That's, that's the game you play in free agency. You know, everybody gets theirs at their time, and, you know, they all, like, try to outdo each other in that. Um, also, you guys have to forgive me. I'm, you know, getting over a little illness here over in North Carolina, but the guy in South Carolina seems to be feeling fine. So I'm going I'm to go ahead and throw out this uh, contract stuff because there's been a lot of debate around the NFL about running backs getting their contracts. Uh, Saquon Barkley was holding out until he 
agreed to a one-year deal for like 11 or 12 million worth so up to 11 million dollars yeah yeah so he'll be reporting for the giants he'll be playing week one against the dallas cowboys but the carolina panthers didn't have this running back you know weariness they were able to sign miles sanders from the philadelphia eagles to a four-year nearly 26 million dollar contract which was the biggest deal for running backs this offseason. So, Ryan, I, I wanted to pose this to you, especially since we opened up with the Justin Herbert contract uh, negotiation. Should Carolina have given Miles Sanders this contract? Because usually we don't see running backs do well after their uh, first contract. Well, they call that a fire transition, my friend. Well done. Um, listen, in the running back market, no. I mean, they they gave a huge contract to Christian McCaffrey until they traded him away. Uh, they signed Miles Sanders off of a career year. I think if they had they held out a little bit more, they could have gone and gotten Dalvin Cook for maybe a little bit cheaper than Miles Sanders. And I like Dalvin Cook more than Miles Sanders. Uh, um, but listen, you are rebuilding your offense, and you've got a veteran wide receiver. You've got a veteran tight end coming in. Uh, it, it probably you, you feel more comfortable with a veteran running back like Miles Sanders in the backfield with a rookie quarterback and and, and Bryce Young. So, um, yeah, listen, I don't know if he deserved all the money they got they gave him because not a lot of guys are, are making any money. I mean, I, I saw a comparison to that of of um, and of course I can't say his name. The running back Isaiah Pacheco for Kansas City that he was either undrafted or a seventh round draft pick. So we. He got a really, really bad contract. And by the time he comes due for a contract, he's going to be old enough where nobody's going to want to give him a big money Mm long-term contract. So, you know, listen, as a running back, you got to go get what you can get. If Miles Sanders, you know, more power to him to get the contract in Carolina. Uh, Carolina, again, you know, over over the years, Carolina has been notorious for giving money to running backs. D'Angelo Williams, Jonathan Stewart, um, and, you know, you look back even even further than that, Stephen Davis, he got paid, you know, decent money when he was when he was with Carolina. But um, and then Christian McCaffrey got a big, big time extension. Well deserved, by the way. Um, but, you know, I, I, I heard a radio station here in, in the upstate where they compared to they, they basically compared running back contracts to that of like a, a like a hot dog. Right. Or, or a football team to that of a hot dog. So. You've, I, yeah, bear with me here because I'm going to try to explain it the, the way that, that my, my good friend Rob Brown did. Um, imagine like you go – it wasn't a hot dog. It was a hamburger. Imagine you go to the store and you're getting ingredients for a hamburger, right? You need the bun. You need the meat. You need the condiments, right? So the meat, the meat patty, like the, the hamburger meat that you, that you get is the quarterback because that's the most important part of a burger, right? And then you want to get some receivers, like you got to get some, you got to get some good, good playmakers to get the ball to. You go and you get uh, the really nice hamburger buns. You, if you want the sesame seed buns, the everything buns, whatever you want, that's that's the hamburger buns. And then you got the different condiments with defensive players and all that stuff. But it's it, it was based on building a, a hamburger like with a twenty dollar budget. So you're going to spend like twelve dollars on the hamburger meat, four dollars on the on the on the hamburger buns. And if you're going to spend a couple dollars on the lettuce and all the cases, well, then you get to the condiments, you get to the ketchup or the mayonnaise, whatever it is that you prefer on your hamburger. You really like Heinz ketchup. 
and and I'm completely stealing this and plagiarizing Rob Brown. So if he ever hears this podcast, uh, I stole it directly from you, sir. Um, you like Heinz ketchup, right? Heinz is one of the, the higher, higher profile, higher price ketchups. Um, but you're towards the end of your budget. Now you can't afford Heinz. So maybe you go get the store brand ketchup for a dollar. Mm. In the NFL market, the running backs are that that bargain shopping ketchup because you got to make sure you invest all the money into the, the other ingredients that matter, because I'm not sure if you're going to really be able to tell that much of a difference in the flavor of ketchup. Um, and there's so many good running backs in the NFL that it's sort of plug and play like Miles Sanders, you plug him from, take him from, from Philadelphia, put him in Carolina. Maybe he has a similar, a similar career or a similar season that he did last year in Philadelphia. So to say, to, to argue or, or to question whether or not he deserved the contract or, um, if, if, if he does, you know, deserve to get paid better than any other running back in the offseason, I don't know. But I know that he's on a roster. Guys like Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott and, and Leonard Fournette are still not rostered. Uh, so that, that says something for, for, for Miles Sanders. So um, I'm excited to see how they're going to utilize him and, and how they're going to sort of shake up the backfield to keep him fresh throughout the entire season. Um, you know, I've been very adamant on the show that it wouldn't hurt. I know they can't afford it, but it wouldn't hurt to go get Dalvin Cook too. So have a Miles Sanders, Dalvin Cook one-two punch. I mean, we've, I've, again, I've, I mentioned Cleveland had has two starting running backs. Other other teams have had the Carolina Panthers in the past have had two starting quality running backs uh, on the same roster. So, um, yeah, I wish there was more to more to put in. I mean, it's it is what it is. Congratulations to Miles Sanders for getting the the best contract of any running back this off season. But um, there's there's dissension. I mean, running backs, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if a couple years from now, every starting running back in the NFL just struck and went on strike. Like, we're not getting paid. We're, we're not going to suggest the backups go on strike, too. But we're, we're going on strike until something is added to the CBA where we're we're fairly compensated for the production that we put on the field. Like, I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know how they're going to put it in the CBA where, like, you you give them baseline contracts and based on their performance – they get bonuses that go against the salary cap, but that's, that's going to have to go into contracts where you are paid a, a base salary that is comparable to that of your position. And when you hit certain stat line points, you get paid more. I mean, in the XFL winners, winners of games got paid more than the losers of games. Um, so maybe they go to some sort of system where uh, you're the running backs are paid uh, off of performance based a uh, salary number than just we're going to give these guys the lower money on the totem pole because they're not as, as important. They're not as, as essential as guys like, uh, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, uh, Jamar Chase, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, that's, well, it's, it'll be interesting to see uh, if all that money they paid him this year comes to fruition uh, when we get, when we get into the season. Well, I'm so glad you listened to your local radio station because you actually had something good, fun, interesting to contribute. And of course, it wasn't from your own brainchild either. Listen, I, I never, I never, <laughs> I, listen, I've never claimed to be a creative person. All right. I will, I will take ideas, I will pass them along. But if anything, I will give credit where credit is due, and I will not take credit for someone else's idea. So you give credit where credit's due. And I think that's what running backs want is like they want to be they want to feel like they're a valuable member of the 53-man roster especially those guys you were mentioning like 
you talk about Elliott, you talk about Cook, you talk about Fournette. These guys were, you know, consensus top 10, 12 running backs in the league the last few years, and now they're without a job. Miles Sanders is the only one who's really gotten a contract. Saquon Barkley considered a top three or five running back, if not number one in the NFL, and he can't get a long-term extension done. And I mentioned this in our pocket uh, last week. It's basically use and abuse. You yeah. get what you can get out of them, and then instead of paying them, you know, what they've contributed to the team or what they can still contribute, you're like, eh, we can just go find somebody for a lot cheaper. And that's the that's the nature of the beast right now. And they did have that running back meeting this uh, week or two ago. I wouldn't be surprised if that strike comes sooner than any of us are expecting. I mean, listen, especially when Saquon just signed a one-year deal that that gave him upwards of $11 million this season. I mean, that's more that's more than most of the other running backs in the league. But if they strike and they don't show up to practice, they get fined. So all that money's gone. All the guaranteed money goes away. Um, but, I mean, uh, you're, you're looking for extensions for guys like Josh Jacobs, um, I'm trying to think of other big name running backs that we're looking to see if they get extensions. By the way, I mentioned Derek Carr couldn't get done with Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. So Derek Carr probably couldn't get uh, done with the guys he has in New Orleans with Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas. Brought that up last week on the show. Right up on get on Twitter. I got berated by some New Orleans podcast hosts for the Fans First Sports Network. Ryan... I think we're going to invite them on, but you need to I be hope on so. my no, 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 no. You, you need to be on my side because we're co-hosts together. That, Listen, that's how this works. Co-host you me up when we have guests on. Co-host schmo-host. I I've told you I we I sat here on this podcast and told you how how dumb it was, how dumb of a take, how out of pocket a take it was for you to say that. And now I don't know if you saw this, but they just went and signed Jimmy Graham uh on a one-year deal in New Orleans. Uh, to try oh, to add how old is Jimmy Graham right that's, now? that's my point. I don't know, but they're trying to add something that that gives Derek Carr some more weapons to throw to. But no, I'm not gonna. Why am I gonna be on Jimmy your side? Jimmy Graham I'm, is 36 years old. Yeah, look, uh, Tony He'll Gonzalez turned 37 before late. Thanksgiving. Tony Gonzalez played until he was super super old in his career. Yeah, but Tony Gonzalez was how old is Gronk? His career. How yeah, Gronk was he, consistent throughout his career. Because Tony Gonzalez went from playing with with. When's with, the last time we heard of Jimmy Graham? Oh, I haven't heard about him in years. I mean, I'm, exactly. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. Exactly. Like, this would New be World, like Terrell Owens coming back into the NFL to play. Terrell Owens could play a solid eight week, eight week season. I bet oh Terrell God. Owens. <laughs> Terrell Owens could be an XFL MVP if he went and played. In the oh XFL. my God! I'm not you even the, Dude, that dude this, is uh, that dude XFL is in such stuff. good shape. I'm just telling you, Terrell Terrell Owens is is. It's in phenomenal shape for his age, but no. The point being is that like they're they're trying to build around Derek Carr because they know Derek Carr, if he's got the right weapons, if he can sling, if, if he can if he can spread the ball out, he's going to be fine. And I'm so glad that that New Orleans, uh, the New Orleans Saints uh, hosts on the Fan First Sports Network um, gave you the business because you deserve the business. I went back uh, and listened to that show. I still because on 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 tap, tap House and touchdowns last week we predicted the NFC. And uh, I brought up the fact that you said that Atlanta was the team that Carolina did be worried about in the division. And what a joke that was. I mean, I think I had Atlanta, I had Atlanta third in the division uh, with a losing record. I don't have the exact numbers yeah, like on, on hand. Three or four wins for them. It was ridiculous. It, it was ridiculous. 
What's ridiculous is you think Desmond Ritter is going to be a better quarterback and put up better numbers than Derek Carr. That's what's ridiculous. I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta made a move for the guy from Tennessee, uh, Malik Willis. I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta made a move for Malik Willis before the midseason, before the the trade deadline. That's how how little faith I have in Desmond Ritter. Man. It's hilarious how bad your takes are. Justin Herbert is overrated. Desmond Ritter is going to be a good quarterback. Atlanta is going to be the team to watch out for in the South if you're Carolina. Give me a break, dude. I still think it's Carolina's game to lose. Your and your your illness is is done more to your more to your body and your and your your sinuses. I mean, you're, it's changed your brain your 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 brain density and your brain chemistry. Like I, I think we need to I think we need to get you get a second opinion from a doctor from you because it's <laughs> it's not it's not voting well, man. I'm 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 I'm, 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 I'm nervous that something something more serious is going on, but. Well, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get an idea and I'll send you the bill too. Um, a but, hard pass. <laughs> these podcasts are fun, even though you're wrong half the time, but, uh, we're, we're about to get into football. Like this is the final month without football until March. So we are, we're about to get into it. They're reporting to train camp. They're arriving now this week. Uh, they started arriving yesterday as a matter of fact. And it was very interesting, you know, um, there's, there's always this talk, Ryan, about training camp, right? Um, how important is it for players, particularly veteran players, to show up? And in Carolina's instance, um, I'm not hearing a lot of chatter of, like, players not wanting to show up, which is really good. And second of all, with this new management, this new coaching regime, I think – Everybody who is contracted to the Carolina Panthers needs to be in that building, needs to be at train camp, needs to be at Wofford so that they can get a leg up on a team like Atlanta so they're not falling short in the NFC South race. I mean, listen, they've only got four four players starting training camp on the pup list, one being a starting Horn. starting guard, one being a uh, the fourth-round draft pick by the Panthers, one being J.C. Horn. Um, I think JC Horn is going to be fine, but I mean, listen, it's important for every team in the NFL. It's, in, it's important for every team in the NFL, for the guys that show up at training camp, right? Like if you don't get the practice reps, you're not, it's listen, it's, it's not a lot of people take into consideration how important practice really is. Everybody thinks when, uh, everyone, when, when the word practice, practice? gets thrown around, everybody, thinks about Allen Iverson. everybody thinks Allen Iverson. But as a as a former athlete, I know. Athlete, what'd you play? I wrestled. I was a wrestler in high school. Oh, cool. I was, yeah, I was I was ranked eleventh in the state my senior year at one point. Um oh, that's I was pretty a pretty good. yeah. You couldn't tell by looking at me, but I was a pretty decent wrestler when I was in high school. I was never state champion or anything. Like I never said I was great, but I was decent. But I know how important practice reps are because you play the way that you practice. And if you don't show up to practice and you miss practice reps, somewhere down the line, it will come back to bite you. How many times have we watched guys who held out and they either had really bad seasons or they got hurt very early in the season? So it's, it's a, of course it's a great thing that nobody wants to not show up to Carolina. Um, I mean, it's important to get off on the right foot with this new staff. 
Uh, it's important to get off on the right foot with with new players that are in the building. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that's sort of a moot point. Of course, it's important for these guys to be in 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 the training facility, getting those reps, you know, getting to know each other, and uh, and building that chemistry to to make a run this season. I just got a text about uh, you challenging Gable Stevenson for a wrestling match. Is, th- is there any accuracy to that? That's 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 a hundred percent false. Um, Gable Stevenson, Chad Gable, uh, Chad Gable's mother. I mean, listen, I'm not in the right kind of shape to wrestle anybody um, right now. Give me a year working out seven days a week. I might. No, Gable Stevenson would wipe the Gable Stevenson. If you've never heard of a banana split, I'm, I'm assuming. Uh, if anybody's listening to this podcast has ever heard of a banana split when it comes to amateur uh, wrestling or um, or freestyle wrestling, it's uh, the most embarrassing move that you can be put in in a pin. Uh, they split your legs like a banana split uh, and, 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 and sort of cradle you up. Um, and uh, and it, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> it stretches your legs farther than you want to be stretched. Um, and I, 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 knowing my, my knowledge of wrestling, Gable Stevenson would, would embarrass me, um, with or without a year's training. I, yeah, come on now. Don't try so, to, don't try to pick a fight with me and Gable Stevenson just because you got, Hey, I just out got by the, the text. Guy. No, I just got just, the text. So just because you got chewed out by the, by the saints hosts okay. on Twitter doesn't We're, mean you're going to try to pick a fight with me and a, and a professional slash amateur wrestler. I'm going to invite them stature. on when you can't come on because you got this illness that nope. I got. No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to show them who's you're going to watch. You're going to watch Saints, Saints fans. I'm assuming Saints fans and Saints hosts and a, and a, and a Panther supporter in myself team up on you on this show. You don't, Michael, you don't want that, bud. You don't, you don't want the smoke, dude. Okay. You dude, don't want the smoke. I'm just saying by week eight, week nine, people are going to look at me and they're like, that wasn't a bad take after all, but you know, it's I'm way, willing. Right? I'm willing to place an actual wager on this off the air. I'm not even joking. <laughs> I'm willing. I'm, I, I would, if, if I, if I had enough cojones, I would, I would bet you an entire paycheck that the saints are going to finish the season with a better record than the Falcons. That's how confident I am. <laughs> it's, it's astounding. You have to me. such a gambling problem sometimes. No, I don't have a gambling <laughs> problem. You have a, you have a, you have a, a, a sports knowledge problem is what the problem is here. Like I just, Dude. I don't get it, man. Dude, I mean, every there's all, okay. There's always that one team. There's always that one team that everybody just looks at and they're like, where'd they come from? Like where, like where did they come from? It's not going to be the Falcons. It very well could be. I was saying the same thing about Detroit last year, and they made a push to the very I, end. You might have been saying that, but I was saying that two years ago. It, it wasn't when a the, thing when two the Lions, years ago. When the it was a thing last year. Exactly when the Lions, when the Lions were a three win team, I told everybody ignore that three wins. They're going to be a very good team next year. They were the best three win team in the entire NFL, and it's gonna and they're gonna continue to get better. So I told everybody again, and, and people if you laugh, listen to my though. preseason predictions of the NFL. People laugh though; they can laugh at me all they want. I, I was right; they're laughing at you so about the Falcons. People can laugh wrong. at me. People can laugh at me because I'm going to be right. Um, I'm gonna buy guys- an actual. I'm gonna buy an actual crow. I'm gonna I'm gonna cook it in the crock pot, and I'm gonna make you eat it at the end of the season. Oh really? <laughs> I will force feed you the crow that you need to eat. We're 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 betting off a uh, crow pot 
<laughs> I mean, a crow pot. I like that. Get the, the crow pot meal. Crow yeah, pot you, meal. <laughs> you were the, you were going to eat the great. biggest, biggest, fattest crow that I can find, dude. I mean, yeah, they were they were laughing to me about the lions. The difference was I was right about the lions. I was right about the Packers. Packers decline. I was right about most everything except for the NFC East last year because, like an idiot, I picked the Cowboys to win the NFC East last year and the and the Eagles to finish dead last and the Eagles one that went to the Super Bowl. That was so, the only thing that I've been admittedly wrong about last season. And and there's so, a chance you can be wrong. Cowboys finished second. It wasn't that bad. Um, speaking of the chance, Cowboys, it's, it's not a good chance that I'm speaking of the wrong. Cowboys. They did re-sign Trayvon Diggs to a five-year, ninety-seven million dollar deal. Uh, as of yesterday afternoon, and I was I was starting to think about you know the Panthers as they report to train camp. Uh, they have J.C. Horn, uh, who's not practicing right now. He's on pup. Uh, he's taking quote unquote mental reps, is what he said. Um, Dante Jackson's also recovering from Achilles surgery. So I wanted to ask you, Ryan, in our closing minutes of the Cat Cave, I was part of the Keep Pound Podcast Network, a Carolina Panther podcast. Do you have and that uh that illness coming up. Do you have any concern about the health or the depth at cornerback this year, especially with two of the Carolina's top corners entering training camp and entering the season with injuries? If this was like week six and we were concerned about the health of JC Horn, uh and and I've already I've already misplaced his name. Um Dante Jackson. Yeah, Dante Jackson. Thank you. I I, I think there'd be concern. It's 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 the first day of training camp. If Bryce Young gets hurt tomorrow, I'm concerned. Even with um, Andy Dalton as a backup. Listen, I'm I'm one of those guys that I I have the unpopular opinion. I don't think Andy Dalton's a bad quarterback. I don't think he's a I don't think he's a great quarterback, but I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think Andy Dalton is your perfect backup quarterback in the NFL, especially for a rookie quarterback. Yeah, especially a guy, a guy like Bryce Young to learn learn from. Um, you, real quick, you surround Bryce Young with a backup and Andy Dalton, who had to lead the Bengals his rookie year as the quarterback. You surround him with the quarterbacks coach Josh McCown, who has traveled anywhere and everywhere, played with just about everybody, played against about every defense. And then you have Frank Wright as the head coach. Oh, and my you gotta gosh. Think he replaced Carson Palmer in Cincinnati. Carson Palmer was a fantastic quarterback. So, yeah, but but no, getting back to cornerbacks here, um, listen, yeah, it's of concern because if if there's not progress made on their health, then then you got to wonder what, what's going to happen with the secondary, you know, come week one. But – I'm less concerned uh, right now versus if this was like week six headed, headed towards the trade deadline. There's two guys. We don't know their, their status. We don't know how quickly they're going to get back to full strength. If they're going to get back to full strength this year, do the Panthers need to make another move to get another cornerback, another defensive back in the mix? Um, but I, I'm not worried about it right now. I mean, this is granted. They, they've had the all, all the entire off season to get healthy. But ultimately, this is the time because nobody is 100% for an NFL season. This is the time to get as healthy as possible. This is the time that if you want to sort of go through the motions and take mental reps, as J.C. Horn said he's doing, um, this is the time to do it. 
uh, because you'll have you'll have the time to get back in, in that football shape if it takes you a few weeks. Um, but when you've got the talent of guys like Dante Jackson and, and, and J.C. Horn, um, they can they can sort of wean themselves into getting in that proper football shape. But like I said, I'm not as worried as I'm not as worried as I would be if, if this was middle of the season and we were wondering about these two guys. But here's the issue is we've been in the middle of the season and we've worried about these guys, particularly J.C. Horn. Yeah, which I'm so surprised we got through 26 minutes and I was the first one to make the Gamecock reference this week. That's pretty impressive. I'm I'm proud of you. I'm mean, listen. I appreciate it. I mean, college game day is going to Charlotte for the opener, North Carolina, South Carolina, and at Bank of America Stadium where the Panthers play. And I haven't said anything because I've tried to be a good boy on this show. Um, listen, I, we we talked about this on the show before. Uh, Cam Smith has got the the potential to be a, a star defensive back, a star cornerback in this league, but he stayed banged up at Carolina, South Carolina. That is, he stayed. He's, he's been banked up most of the time here in, in Carolina. So um, until proven otherwise, J.C. Horn is always going to be of concern. But being hurt at the beginning of training camp is, again, doesn't concern me as if it was in the regular season. I mean, look at look at the depth behind him. Uh, Jeremy Chin, Eric Rowe, are they going to be safety? Or are they going to be corner? Um, you got C.J. Henderson. You got... Keith Taylor, and then you got a bunch of scrubs who will be cut. I so, mean, you you could always move some safeties that that are lower on the depth chart, like uh, like everybody's talking Jamie about Robinson, and, Jamie Sam Robinson, Franklin. yeah, Jamie Robinson played. He he could play kind of both positions if they need him to. Uh, obviously, he fits better in as as a safety, but push comes to shove, I think Jamie Robinson could fit in cornerback and 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 do okay, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, listen, the lions had, uh, I think was it CJ Gardner Johnson go down this week. Um, they feared the worst and it doesn't seem to be anything, anything, you know, super important. So, I mean, this is, this is, this is training camp season, man. You don't know who's going to stay healthy, who's going to go down. Um, and, and, you know, especially when it comes to fantasy football drafts, that's why I like to draft as close to the beginning of the season as possible, because we're probably still due for a couple of star receivers, a couple of really good running backs, to go to Naeem Hines went yeah. down for the season. Uh, and it wasn't so, even football. And yeah, and, 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 and so, and Buffalo is, has gone out and worked Abram Smith, the XFL leading running back this week, uh, because Naeem Hines is going to miss the entire season. So, um, yeah, it, we're due for some of that stuff. Right. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. It's, it's literally day one of training camp. So right. if we start seeing guys drop like flies, then there's, there's going to be some stuff to be talked about. Right. We we need to on the show, we need to have that those Saints guys on the show. We also need to get your fancy football expertise about what Panthers we need to get on I got our you. fancy football roster. You got us? Oh yeah. I got there, you. Fantasy football is what I do. There there's the maestro yeah. right there. Uh we are up against it in the cat cave. Uh be sure to subscribe to the Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube channel where you can find the video feed of this. Uh the audio feed is part of the Fans First Sports Network. Uh, bully rise guys tap outs and touchdowns twice a week wrestling and football uh with banker bill pj steven that's your guy bully rye and also on tobacco road sports radio you can catch al pocket michael davis live on fridays you can catch drop the mic which is part of the wrestling wednesday card as well as tap outs and touchdowns but until next week we can exit the cat cave but listen to more content by myself and ryan on tobacco road sports Radio's youtube channel 
more Carolina-centric podcasts on the Keep Time Podcast Network, powered by Fans First Sports Network. Ryan, let's see them next time.